Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend. <laughs> With the sexiest voice, a podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I'm Amina Tuso. And I'm Ann Friedman. On this week's agenda, we have a rapid-fire news roundup featuring an all-lady Congress during the blizzard, Justice for Planned Parenthood, Barbie's New Bod, awesome children's books for not-white boys, and This Week in Menstruation, several things. Plus, a detailed breakdown of what is happening with Kanye and Amber on Twitter, and a little bit of a deep thought about the Iowa caucuses. You think that's my sexy voice? I thought it was. I, I thought the way you did welcome. Is, sexy is maybe the wrong term. You have like a super warm, inviting voice. <laughs> I love how you like just a, downgraded me from like podcast vixen <laughs> to like comfortable mom. No. Oh my God. Warm and inviting is not comfortable mom. Um, like, I want to be sexy all the time. I thought it was sexy. That's why my immediate reaction was sexy. <laughs> Lol. Mostly it's because I have a face mask on and I feel very relaxed right now. Oh my God. Let me tell you, I had a face mask experience this weekend. Friend of the podcast, Carolyn, and I were texting about having a low-key hang this weekend. And she was like, can I bring anything? Weed, face masks. Strong. And I was like, and I was like, I am well stocked on both of these fronts. And then she was like, no, no, I meant like face mask actually made of the ganj. <laughs> I have so many questions. Please explain. So, okay. So here, having actually done it, I will say this to you, that I experienced no contact tie like through my facial skin, Ugh. but I am looking very dewy and cute. It definitely is like some... Northern California lady who makes products that feature like marijuana essences, etc. Like maybe I have, absor- have absorbed some kind of calmness that I don't. Yeah, fully, dewy and I cute articulate. is also always you know like more than sexy. That's the vibe I'm always going for. Cute and dewy is like a great. Vibe. Yeah, that's like you know I'm like I want to look like my face is moisturized and I look cute. Exactly. So I mean I mostly enjoyed it in retrospect for the text message miscommunication where I thought she was referring to two separate things I enjoy and in fact she was referring to one product that combines. Them. I mean I know you texted me this last night and then like didn't follow up and I like literally was thinking about it for 17 hours. I was like hello. I was too relaxed to follow Uh, up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to leave you hanging. No, it's okay. It's okay. I was just like, weed face mask, how does that work? And then the whole time I like wanted to Google it for myself. But you know, like it's hard when you are also doing the weed to (laughs) look up these things. So I'm glad that you were here to clarify. Here's the biggest negative point. The actual stuff is sort of this like sepia color. And so for two white ladies doing this face mask together, we were like, whoa, we're in a no no iPhone zone. It was like we both turned our phones onto airplane mode, safe space, so that it would not be recorded. That's so funny. Well, I'm wearing a full-on black face mask right now, which these are my favorite things in the world. I'm always like, I love it when I look problematic in a face mask. <laughs> and I, like, it's pretty good. I feel, I feel like if anyone could get away with it. Oh, it's black people, obviously. 
Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, no, but yeah. there's this one that's, like, really popular that I always see, like, girls online wear, and then all the woke girls are always like, is it okay to wear this face mask? <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay to wear it. The question is, is it okay to take a picture of it? And I feel that is true, too, though. It's like, I wearing this sepia-toned face mask at home, I was like, okay, like, there better not be any pictures. Let's put all our cell phones in, like, the safety basket while we put this face mask on so that there's no risk. You're so good. When you run for a politician one day, there will be no blackface photos of you. No blackface photos and everyone will be like, she looks so cute and dewy. Uh, How did she get that you're gonna, look? You're going to capture the hearts, the hearts and minds of all Iowans. It's perfect. I mean, there's nothing like being able to shout out home state cred, even though I haven't lived there in half my lifetime. Or oh more. my God. So crazy. Okay. So what are our updates today, Anne? Okay, major, major headline slash major key is that we now have an email newsletter. Ooh, the bleed. Uh, the bleed coming to you monthly in your inbox, featuring links to stuff that we did not have time to talk about here, other cool things that are visual and do not lend themselves to an audio platform, such as the one you're listening to, and other treats. And because Google won't let us be great, Gmail will like probably catch this in your spam filter for some of you who are listening. So if you signed up and you haven't gotten it, look in your spam filter, mark it not spam, and... AKA, you're, you're the tampon of Gmail. Exactly, the tampon <laughs> of Gmail. Just a tampon <laughs> string floating in the wind. But so, <laughs> look up in your spam folder, mark it not as spam, and uh, if you're feeling especially generous, probably add it to your contact, like add the email address to your contact list, and it'll land in your inbox every single time. Uh, the best. And if you don't already subscribe, you can go to callyourgirlfriend.com slash the bleed and get it there. It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty rocking. You know, it's only going to get better too. And also <laughs> it literally comes out once a month. Like we're not going to bombard you with email. It'll be like the most delightful email you got. It's true. Wow. The most delightful email. High bar. I know. Very high bar, but you know what? I'm feeling very hopeful for 2016. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm like, I wish you could see my face right now. It's skeptical, but proud. <laughs> Skeptical but proud, the Anne Friedman story. <laughs> Can't wait to read this book one day. Okay, well, there's so much in the news I feel like we haven't covered. Some of it will probably be old by the time like people listen to this. But I feel like it would be a good idea to do like a quick rapid fire of like some cool, like, cool lady shit in the news recently. First order of business for this podcast is the all-lady Congress that happened during the blizzard on the East Coast a couple of weeks ago. Oh my god. Can you, first of all, the fucking dream. Everybody who was, like, all the Congress ladies who were talking about this were just, like, the subtext The subtext was how ecstatic they were. They were like, there were no men in Congress today. Even all of the pages were were women. Everyone who showed was a woman. Yeah, everyone who showed up because one, like, men could, like, not be bothered to show up in the blizzard. And then these ladies just, like, fucking rule the world. It was great. Lisa Murkowski, who, Alaska Republican, you know. Problematic. Like, you know, problematic on a lot of <laughs> levels. But, like, that lady shows up for work every day. And I'm like, 
I can't hate on that. Oh my God, her quote in the Washington Post about this inadvertent all-lady Congress situation was, something is genuinely different and something is genuinely fabulous. I know. I'm like, you can't hate on a Republican lady who says that. Like, please. (laughs) She's the best. Also, I loved how, like, low-key shady she was the whole time. She's like, perhaps it speaks to the hardiness of women that put on your boots and put on your hat and get out and slog through the mess that's out there. And I was like, yeah, she knows. She knows. Yeah, we got a country to govern. I know. Also, yeah, like, shout out to people from states that, like, get real snow and don't have time for, like, people who can't handle snow. That's so true, though. But, like, much like the the sort of old adage about dressing for the weather well, as opposed, like, you know, any weather you can truly handle if you are properly dressed for it. I do think that, like, cities that do not know how to handle snow, it's because they do not prepare for it and are in a state of denial about the fact that they get snow. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. It took, you know, pseudo-catastrophic weather event for us to see maybe what it would look like for, you know, there to be a Congress of all women. Oh, man, the dream. The world did not stop spinning. The dream. Okay, the other kind of amazing story that um, came out a couple weeks ago is this, like, ugh, shout out Houston, Texas. Remember those, like, assholes who made the Planned Parenthood videos and just, like, lied about how Planned Parenthood was, like, selling fetus parts to Yeah, the way everyone? that they pretended to be, like, under undercover journalists, but they were really just slandering. Yeah, they were just, like, big liars. So yeah. they got indicted this week in, like, mm. a fabulous, like, twist of justice and, like, nothing has made me happier. Mess with the bull, you get the horns. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Shout out Planned Parenthood. Keep fighting that good fight. Yes. Uh, so crazy. Um, the other thing that's in the news right now that everybody's excited about is, like, Barbie has a new body. Okay. So many feelings. I mean, you, I mean, you and I, you know, like, we are woke, so we obviously know what's going on. Which is trying to sell more Barbies. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, it's like, hello, first of all, that the Atlantic had, like, the perfect line about this. They were like... Um, this was the oldest and most American of things, cultural change by the way of capitalism. And it's wow. like, yes, it's like, you get it, right? It's like, Mattel's not stupid. They're like going to increase Barbie sales, like probably like 1 million percent. Girls are going to have more Barbies. The old product gets a new life. Capitalism. And it's, I also, sorry. Oh no, but I was like, you know, like also like never forget, like Barbie's just like a wealthy entitled brat who like promotes capitalism everywhere she goes. Okay, I also have to say this, as a very tall woman, another tall woman I know was like, oh my god, now there's a tall Barbie. Let me tell you that if the real Barbie were like, or like the Barbie proportions were in a real woman, she would already be tall. Like, I don't even feel any like tall lady affinity pride for like my own weird body type being now represented. Like, it's definitely, I don't know, I feel, I feel like people who are truly, truly happy about this change, like, oh my god, now I'm represented in this in this tiny niche of capitalism, I'm just like, okay, like let's have a deeper conversation yeah. <laughs> about you know, what's going on here. It's true. It's the same way that I feel about yeah. the curvy Barbie. I was like, if you were brave, you would make a fat Barbie. And then that would be, mm. you know, like that would be representative of a lot of little girls and they would get to see themselves in Barbie. I would show up. I would show up for fat Barbie. I would buy a fat Barbie in a heartbeat. But you know what? Like I'm saying all this slander on Mattel. I'm not going to lie. When I saw the Ava DuVernay Barbie, I teared up a little bit. I was like, if I was a little girl, and like, even though we were not allowed to play with Barbies at my house because my mom knew what's up, she was like, dolls, please, no. Sorry, pause button. All dolls, like baby dolls as well. Oh, yeah, no. We did not do dolls in the Soho household. No way. Amazing. No way. That's pretty amazing. 
She was like, it's not intellectually stimulating. And I was like, that is true. Anytime I would go to somebody's house that had dolls, all the dolls were doing were having sex with each other. I was like, that's Okay, fair. what part of that is not intellectually stimulating? Here is where I speak up against Mama So. Sorry, sorry, wow, I have to do it. Wow, sorry, wow, I know. With the but- mom slander. I have to say, I think that Barbies were very integral to my intellectual development as a kid. Listen, I think that you can separate those two issues. Barbies having <laughs> sex is awesome. It is not the only way to like find out about sexuality and sex when you're a child. No, but, and, but Barbie was a proxy for my future adult self. You know, like that's cool, but like I'm gonna hold it down for all the immigrant moms who like don't stand for that bullshit. So <laughs> like that's how we rolled in my house. Fair enough. I'm just saying, that, okay, in my in my very conservative white American household, it was Barbie or baby doll. And the fact that Barbie presented an opportunity to play something other than mommy was like a tiny, like, step above. So not all of us were privileged enough to have an immigrant mom, is what I'm trying to say. I'm going to check my uh, immigrant priv next time. Uh, <laughs> next time I check into this conversation. <laughs> Wow, Barbie is so divisive in this family. I know. Okay, what else? <laughs> okay, well, one thing we can agree on. Um, is I love reading about this, like, 11-year-old who... God, where is she from? New Jersey. Marley Diaz. Same name as my sister. What's up, Marley? And she's, like, a really cool 11-year-old. But, like, this new thing that she's doing is she has this project called uh, A Thousand Black Girl Books that she basically started because... She was complaining that she was reading too many books about white male protagonists in her school. Or to quote her, sick of reading about white boys and dogs. <laughs> yeah. And I like died. I was like, how can I support this 11-year-old? Wow. How do you, how do you become that incredible by age 11? Ugh, just, I don't even know. But she's the best. She's the best. And she has like a fundraising website and everything. And I'm like sending her some cash and some books because she's like, you know, young Shiro's so important. So tell me, is she cataloging these or is she like making a list public or how is she like, so, how is she doing yeah, the work? So she's going to catalog all the donated books and then tra- and then like take them to a children's book drive in Jamaica. Incredible. And then her and her mom at the same time are also starting a small library in Philadelphia. Oh, uh, Yes. So, like, so many things. Yeah, so she's, like, trying to collect a thousand books by, like, very soon. It's the best. What else? Oh, this, I, like, I feel like we've both seen this on the internet. This, like, whale or shark lady who was just tired of being in a tank with all the other, like, bro animals. And she just straight up ate the male shark. Yeah, was it like a, yeah, it was a shark, right? And she's just like, she was like, yo, don't hit me in this tank. It's too small here for both of us. And then he like brushed her again and she just ate the fuck out of him. I was like, that's amazing. Also, I just Google searched lady shark. (laughs) (laughs) And it definitely led me to the news results that I wanted, which are Uh, lady shark gobbles male roomie in one gulp. (laughs) I just, yeah, it's like, I also, I read that, like just the headline on a day where I really needed to read it. And I was like, nobody can mess with me today. Listen, it's a personal space issue. The article that I read was like, he kept bumping into her. And you know how I I remember reading about a woman who, God, I don't even remember where this was, but she was saying that she did an experiment where she was walking down the street. And you know how like occasionally you're like walking toward a man and it's like not clear who's going to step aside. And she decided that she was not going to step aside like for a week. And she's like, yeah, I've been like full on running into men all week because they always expect women to step aside first. And the shark in South Korea was like, I'm not having it. 
<laughs> the man, that shark is the best. She's like, stop encroaching on my territory. And I was like, yes. Okay, do we have some menstruation news this week? We also have, like, many items of menstruation news, of course. One of them being that there is now apparently something, I'm air quoting, you can't see me, this is audio, called Weed Lube, um, which is a a vaginal suppository designed to ease menstrual cramps. (sighs) That's a lot to take in. I mean, suppository is tough sell, not going to lie. <laughs> suppository is a very tough sell. Like, definitely not going to lie. Whew. Okay. So, I guess my real question is, does it actually work? I mean, there is an article in Broadly that sort of says, I tried it, and one woman's result sort of thing. And she says within 20 minutes, her cramps totally disappeared. Um, but how is this different from, like, just smoking a joint? Exactly. So it's unclear, but it's made of cocoa butter, THC, and CBD. Wow. Man, and you pulled me back the in. The holy trinity, <laughs> the holy trinity of substances, like really good. You really pulled me back in with that cocoa butter. <laughs> I was like not into it. And then you were like cocoa butter suppository. And I was like, who? Okay, but I don't. I'll be honest with you. Maybe it's because I have a lot of friends at, at the age where they are like pregnant and having kids. But when I read this article, I was like, what could this do for childbirth? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's fair. I'm just like, you know, suppository is just a hard sell for me. Like, that's still where I'm at. Yeah, I also don't know. I mean, very relevant to our earlier conversation about the weed face mask, which um, I have to tell you did not have any facial cramp soothing properties. Um, I, I really, I don't know, maybe we need to like do a test drive of this ourselves. I would, I would use a suppository for the sake of science. You know, like, I'm really down with you using it and telling me all about it. Fine. I'm happy to guinea pig this one. Okay, please do. (laughs) This is, man, is there anything people won't do these days? This is crazy. Whatever. We live in California. This is not that crazy. You know what? Like, I could be down with this. See, and you don't want me. You don't want to let me try this alone. No, it's because I was really stuck on the like delivery mechanism. But I was like, you know, like when you get a yeast infection, you're technically using a suppository aspect. Exactly. If you're using a tampon without an applicator, that's like how different is that really? I'm warming to this. I'm warming to the idea of this. But it also just feels like a colossal, like bad idea. It feels like eating an entire weed brownie. Like that's how I feel about it. I don't know. I guess I never... I'm just like, it's too close to the bloodstream. (laughs) Like, will be absorbed too quickly. I'm like, I don't know about this. I mean, try it on a low-key night. That's all I'm saying. Oh my, yeah, try it on a low-key weekend. You (laughs) never know. Uh, All right. Uh, Can't wait to, like, call my doctor and be like, my vagina is high. Can you help me? (laughs) Like, hi, for the sake of my podcast, I want to try this weird product that made my vagina high. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, like, as somebody who suffers, like, really intense muscle spasms, somebody should try it. I know. Okay. I also yeah. I also definitely had a thought where the fact that it's called weed lube, I'm like, is this actually meant to be some kind of like 
you know, sex toy slash partner play situation and they're just couching it in terms of... Anyway, I just think that there are a lot of possibilities with anything called weed loop. That's all I'm saying. I know. That's crazy. (laughs) Okay. The other thing that I read about that actually, like, made me... It, like, made me laugh and made me sad at the same time. It was amazing. It's like, here's the headline. Obama just found out about the tampon tax and he is not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) So sub subtitle Obama lives with three women. <laughs> I know, right? Like with no four women. Oh yeah, you're right. Four women. Yeah, because the grandma lives there I too. I forget. Sorry, sorry. I know. Also, I'm gonna say five because Valerie Jarrett is so close to them. <laughs> Please. So yeah, he, as like, he himself has reminded us, he's surrounded by a lot of strong women. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Barack Obama, our, you know, like, 40-something-year-old man. Or he's 50 now, right? Girl, he is not 40 anymore. He just... I said 40-something-year-old. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm like, all of these years, you know, like, leader of the free world, just finding out about the tampon tax. So anyway, the context is that he was talking to these YouTube stars, and one of them, Ingrid Nielsen, who has a really cool channel that you should check out if you don't already... She asked him about the tampon tax, and he, like, I was like, oh, why has nobody else thought about asking him this? So, like, thank you, YouTube star Ingrid Nielsen, for doing the Lord's work. Well, the reality and, is it's because it's, like, typically a state-level issue. Not to, like, give Obama a pass on weighing in on this, but, like, the tampon tax no, is not federally determined, which is probably why. Anyway. Yeah. No, like, agreed. I just, I want somebody to do something about it for me. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we should back the tampon truck up slightly because I I actually don't think that this idea has gotten a ton of play. The fact that they're taxed as a luxury item. It's kind of a European thing. Yeah. Because, like, in, in, like, all of my French news, in, like, all of the, like, non-American news that I read, it's, like, there all of the time. Yeah. And, and it's, I, like, a thing that, like, since high school, I've been very aware of and talking about. And exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. I actually don't think that this is an issue that the dumb, like, does your future president wear boxers or briefs or bikinis <laughs> or, or, like, thongs or whatever is, like, a higher profile question than something like this. Like, I just don't think Americans actually talk about it a lot. Like, including... Uh, so okay everybody's job is to start talking about the tampon tax from now loudly bitching about it <laughs> i know because it's like very annoying you know i think jessica valenti actually wrote something about it a long time she ago. did maybe yeah I'm dreaming this or maybe it's true it's true right she like, did she did and she suggested that maybe tampons should be subsidized or provided for free which is not crazy given that they are like a critical item for health and hygiene and she got all kinds of insane conservative hate about it No, I know. Anytime I go, like, if I'm, like, considering taking a new job or whatever, or I'm in, like, somebody's office, I always make a point to peep the bathroom. If they don't have tampons, I know it's usually a place I don't want to be associated with. Oh, my God. This is how I know you've had, like, amazing new economy employment. I have never worked anywhere that has provided tampons. What? Tech companies just keep you swimming in tampons. And I'm also always the person who's, like, writing into the whoever is in charge of that kind of maintenance. And I'm like, hey, can you step up the quality of these products please because like i see you it's like they, they give them to you but like begrudgingly my vagina is not weed lube today and therefore i'm gonna need a nicer tampon <laughs> yeah you know like it's interesting so it's like facebook has the nicer pads but i think google has nicer tampons and then where was i recently where they had i was in some like vc office 
where like they just had everything. And I was like, this is beautiful. I truly hope that during that special all women session of Congress, there was like a five minute addendum at the end where they were like, okay, can we order the luxury tampons with the congressional budget now that the dudes are not here? Great, done, rubber stamp, go home. Right. And like, can you please provide some options for all of our sisters who don't use tampons or pads? Exactly. That's the dream one day. I mean, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one day when all the men are gone, <laughs> this is how. We live. I thought you were going to say one day the Obama Diva Cup interview. <laughs> Uh, step too far but you know what i support all diva cup wearers we've we've had this convo before just because you don't wear one doesn't mean you can't support women who do exactly oh man now i really want to hear this like australian girl rapping against the tampon tax from the summer do you remember do you remember her song it was like a parody of the drop it like it's hot i do i do remember maybe just a little snippet just because i was born as me so i pay the gst because menstruation ain't for free chicks bleed but y'all do that it ain't a luxury we just gotta do that well this is the news that everybody came here for (laughs) Like, let's be real. This is why we had to have a lightning round, because we're going to give you, like, a full breakdown of the, like, Kanye West, Kardashian, Amber Rose, Black China, like, triangle that is happening right now. Oh, my now. God. Or what shape is it? Is it a pentagram at this point? It's yeah. just, like, insane. Okay. Do you want me to, like, break Please, it Please, give you? it step by step. What happened first? <sighs> let's start way back when. In 2007, 2008, 2008, Kanye West a rapper, <laughs> now a Kardashian, started dating this beautiful woman named Amber Rose. Amber Rose is awesome. She's like a feminist. She's so down for a lot of lady causes. And she was his muse. She is also sharp as a fucking tack. It should oh, be noted. Yeah. So Kanye and Amber date for like two years, very tumultuous. When it ends, he writes an entire album about her, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, important Amina Ann <laughs> album. So much drunk dancing to that album. <laughs> oh, my, like, I can't even start. It's all about Amber Rose. So it's like, listen to it to get in the mood. So Kanye and Amber break up. Amber starts dating this rapper called Wiz Khalifa, who has like some hits, but mostly is like popular for being the second coming of Snoop Dogg and how much pot he smokes. So I ain't gotta hit yours. I'm talking straight Indo. Kelly weed blowing like a rust of mine. Yeah, he's like a he's like a pot gif icon on Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, you know, but he's like he's done some good shit for the culture. So I like, you know, we let it slide. They have this like really cute son, Sebastian, aka Bash. Amber and uh and Wiz are married for like two years and then got divorced, I think in 2014, because of cheating. But they're still, like, friendly-ish. She, like, Amber obviously still loves Wiz, and they're in each other's lives. And they have a kid together. I saw the, like, Christmas morning photo on Amber's Instagram, and definitely Wiz probably spent the night. It was crazy. (laughs) But so anyway, pause pause (laughs) on that relationship. In the meantime, Kanye West had a kid and married Kim Kardashian West. The whole thing is just like a beautiful affair. Concurrently happening, Black China, who is a model and uh, eyelash entrepreneur, is like dating this rapper named Tyga, who we don't like. But they have a son together named King Cairo. King Cairo and Bash are like besties. Also Amber and Black China. 
besties. Yes. And then Amber, Amber and Black China are besties. But plot twist. In this era, Black China and Kim are besties. Mm. So anyway, Black China and Tyga break up. And even after the breakup, like Black China and Kim are like really good friends. There's like much Instagram taking pictures of their butts side by side and trips to Paris. When Tyga and Black China break up, he starts dating Kim's little sister, Kylie Jenner. Kylie is a minor. Tyga is not. It's like the day that she turned 18, they were like, we're dating now. And we're like, the last year since. (laughs) I got got a boyfriend for my 18th birthday. (laughs) Yeah. As previously noted, Black China and Amber Rose are incredibly close, like to the point where they wear matching outfits on red carpets together. Earlier last year, Amber goes on this show called The Breakfast Club. Shocks about Tyga and Kylie. And she, like, makes the observation that, like, Kylie is underage. I think I think she said something like, Kylie's a baby. She needs to go to bed at 7 and relax. Like, why is Tyga, like, why did he leave his girlfriend and baby to be with a 16-year-old? True observations. And also, like, in this timeout, I want to note that, like, Amber never talks shit about the Kardashians. And even then, she, like, responded to something that she was asked. And also, real talk, we all agree. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Kylie has this older sister named Khloe Kardashian. We love Khloe, but like Khloe problematic for so many reasons, including this reason. She's always the one that's getting into Pollock fights. The Kardashians, you can hate them if you want. They always take the high road. They'll talk shit about each other like all day, but they never discuss Keep other it people. in the family. Keep it in the family. Khloe goes off message and on Twitter tries to like come at Amber and it was like an epic Twitter day. So Chloe is just like talking all this smack. She's just like, Amber is a stripper. Stop talking about us in your interviews. Amber like comes back at her so strong. She's like, well, I'm a whore, kind of like your sister. So don't, <laughs> don't slut shame me. And I was like, fair point Amber. But at the end of the day, like Amber, like one, it was like not even close. She goes, lesson of the day, children, please don't try Mava. That's what she calls herself. Cause I will humble you. Remember this. Important lesson. She, like, ha- she has, like, predicted that she will humble you, so, like, don't come at her. Days after Amber's interview, Kanye also goes on that aforementioned breakfast club, and he talks about his relationship with Amber, and he, like, says this really awful thing about how he had to take 30 showers after being with Amber to, like, get with Kim, which is, like, awful. And Amber, she, like, defends herself. She slips in a couple of shots at Kim, Like, she's obviously hurt, but she, like, still says that she used to love him, and so she's not going to talk shit about him. And then also famously tells him that she's not going to humiliate him because the Kardashians will humiliate him when they're done with him. (laughs) Things to, to, again, foreshadowing. Too real. Anyway, Amber and Black China have, like, the best friendship. They, like, keep going to award shows. They wear, like, matching outfits. Like, at the VMAs, they wear the one that has, like, all the derogatory stuff about, like, women on their bodies. Amber hosts a slut walk in LA. It was amazing. Like, you know, the entire internet is there for her. At the slut walk, she like famously forgives Kanye for what he said about her. Everybody's like, okay, everything is fine. I'm sorry this is taking so long, but I had to give you the entire I am, background. I am living this for this right story. now. Do not apologize. Okay. And then what happens this week? Black China Instagrams a picture of herself and there's like a man's arm around her body. The entire internet full of investigators like me notice that the arm that is around her, the tattoo, looks very similar to one Robert Arthur Kardashian, (gasps) brother (laughs) of Kim Khloe 
Kylie and the rest of the family. So Blonde China is hanging out with Rob. Chloe starts tweeting all these like dumb cryptic messages. Nobody cares. Pause. Rob for the last three years has been like one of those like Japanese reclusive kids <laughs> and just been like in hiding. He's been like off camera. <laughs> He's, like, going through some sort of, like, depressive episode, and they hint at it on the show a lot, and, like, Chris Jenner cries a lot because she's, like, very devastated. So, anyway, Rob comes out of the woodwork on Instagram, and and then there was, like, a, he posts, like, this beautiful picture of Black China, like, with no makeup on his Instagram, you know, like, clearly hinting that, like, they're a thing now. The internet is, like, freaking out. It's, like, what is going on? This all brings me to last week's events. <laughs> Are you hanging in there? Are you sitting? I'm here. I'm lot. actually gripping the sides of this weird desk thing that I stand okay. at in my closet. <laughs> okay. Kanye has been like, for like the last year, has told the world that his album that's coming out in a couple of weeks is called Swish. But he's like now changed the name from Swish to Waves, presumably because there's a wave emoji and uh, he can use that for marketing. That's true. Do you no think Swish I'm- emoji. I don't know. Also, something about Swish feels like very, for example, like you might use it as a slur or as something positive about a gay man. And like we've exactly. all heard those rumors about Kanye. Maybe you wouldn't, if you were like worried about people making that association with you, want to title your album. But like it's Kanye. So anyway, he announces that he's changing the name of the album. He like takes a picture of a legal pad with his like awful handwriting. <laughs> it's like we can't read half of the track list. I'm like, did Nori write this? Unclear. <laughs> He always talks about how he gets no respect in the design world. (laughs) My man, stop using legal pads. Like, get a moleskin or a field notes notebook or something. This is so embarrassing. Anyway. He's like a Sharpie in a legal pad. Yeah, it's so Way bad. Way too thick for the like, font size he's writing in. <laughs> oh my god. And it's like you literally can't that write. That makes everyone look like a child as well. Like if you have a really thick marker and are trying to write small, no one looks sophisticated. Yeah, it's so bad. And on this legal pad, like everybody who's in the studio is leaving notes. It's like Kylie was here. Kim never left. Coco is here. You know, mm. like so embarrassing. So embarrassing. He posts this on the internet. So everybody's like, oh, waves. Like this is what we're excited about. So remember Wiz Khalifa, Amber Rose's ex-boyfriend? Barely, but yes. (laughs) So Wiz makes this comment on Instagram about how he doesn't want Kanye to take Wavy away. Wavy is a style of music that Max B, who's like a political prisoner now, (laughs) he's been in jail for a long time. Uh, Political prisoner is how I refer to any rapper in jail. P.S. That was his style. And Wiz, you know, is just like, don't take Wavy away from us. And then, like, that's it. And, like, that's fair. Wiz says on his Twitter is, like, hit this KK and become yourself. Anybody who, like, periphery follows Wiz knows that KK is Khalifa Kush. It's, like, his brand of weed or whatever. And Kanye interprets KK to be Kim Kardashian. Because he's paranoid. Because he's paranoid and he's crazy. All of these tweets are now deleted, but he went on this crazy rant and was like, don't put my wife's initials on Twitter, Liz Khalifa. <laughs> Whatever. Start a fight club, Brad reputation. And seriously, the rant was like 20 tweets. I know. All of these tweets that these now deleted tweets to me are one giant cautionary tale against doing a thing that like, I think is tempting even for mere mortals, but is apparently like a crippling temptation for Kanye, which is assuming that everything everybody else does is about you. Oh my God, preach. One of his things in the rant is how he made it cool. Him and Kid Cudi made it cool for like black people to wear tight pants. (laughs) False. That was Lil Wayne, but whatever, Kanye. 
he says to Wiz, he's like, you let a stripper trap you. The stripper is their mutual ex, Amber Rose. Bad, bad choices, Kanye. More bad choices. Bad choices. <laughs> and he even has a dig against like the kid in there because he's just like, he's like, the only reason you have a kid is because of me. And I'm like, mm, way to see your exes as property, Kanye. Bad. So bad. Way to see so all bad. women involved in this as your property, Kanye. Exactly. He like praises Kim for the same reasons that he disparages Amber. And it's like, and then there's like that weird intersection of like class and race. It's like, it's because Amber is black that like people feel comfortable saying that to her, but like people say the same things about Kim and how her career got started and like all of the stuff. And the whole point is that like neither of those women should have to explain any of their past to anyone. Right. And, and also it's not fair to compare a them. A man who has been in a relationship with both of these women should not be disparaging them publicly in this way. I mean, like, regardless of like the general court of public opinion. Oh yeah, no. Like I, uh, it makes me so angry because you know I love his music, but this is like such piece of shit like behavior. Surprising to me, Wiz Khalifa takes like the high road and he's like, KK's a weed. He's like, I'm just like stepping out of this. And then Kanye realizes that he's like made a mistake and he's like, please excuse the confusion. <laughs> you think the you think the whole thing is over. But that's when Amber Rose, who is like a stealth Twitter ninja fighter, steps into the ring at this point and goes, in fact, I'm just gonna read it. She goes, Aw, at Kanye West, are you mad I'm not around to play in your asshole anymore? Hashtag fingers in the booty ass bitch. <laughs> and then the like index finger up emoji. This is the point that I can I confess to something here, which is that when I saw that tweet, I verbally out loud was like, oh, but however, I also felt a certain amount of shame because should not be shaming Kanye for being interested in butt play. I know. But here's the thing. Here's how I felt about it. If you bring up her kid and you like shame her again, there are no rules. Nobody has to fight fair anymore because he has not been fighting fair. I mean, I'm talking about my personal rules, which is like not to shame someone for being into having their butt fondled. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's all I'm I think I think that's t- totally fair. <laughs> I feel the same way. But at the same time, I'm like, literally, when I saw that tweet of hers, Anne, I like almost passed out. I mean, fair enough. And I Me was too. like, I can't handle this. And then Connie deletes his tweets. And then she goes like, hashtag Twitter fingers, hashtag you're getting bodied by a stripper nigga, which is an amazing Drake callback. Died. Best use of hashtags um, in like the past two years, I think. Yeah, no, it was, it's like the whole thing is crazy. The feud is like obviously not over because since this has happened, there's an amazing picture on TMZ of like Chris driving over to Black China's house because that's where Rob is living now and like furious in her car. And, like, because Black China was, like, flying to L.A. that day, so it would be just her and Rob at the house. And then get this, as soon as Black China like, lands at the Austin airport, she got arrested. Because Kris Jenner is in the Illuminati and made that happen. So Black China also a political prisoner for a couple hours. And Kanye's album comes out in, like, two weeks, and so this whole thing is going to play out again. It's literally madness. Hashtag swish. <laughs> Hashtag so crazy. So there you go. I broke it down for you. I'm sorry I took up all of your time, oh my God. but that felt Please really necessary. do not apologize for being the only coherent person to contextualize what all of that was about. And it's crazy. Also, Kylie's nickname is White China because they have the exact same aesthetic, <laughs> just two different women. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. 
we can talk about politics next time. We contain multitudes. We can. We can. And my stand, my stance is that we should take the vote away from people from Iowa. Okay. Like, they should not be allowed to vote in primary. I saw you tweet this, and I 100% agree with you that people from Iowa should not go first. Like, Iowa is a not representative state. It should not go first. But you can't take the vote away. Come on now. You, you can't take the vote away. Aminatu taking the no. vote away from America. No, we will. Not- I'm <laughs> just so over it, and I'm so over it. They go first. It's like, and also, like, all of the news, like, dominates about them and i'm like you guys this is like one tenth of the size of bushwick this entire Can, state. let me tell like, you this why are we giving them this much the, space? the game that i play is like reading articles so so i am i am from iowa i have like family in various cities in iowa reading quotes like in national news articles from iowa recognizing last names is like is my primary season favorite game they're all invariably the dumbest kid from your high school class it's like (laughs) like i don't know they went down to like the bait shop and found this person and was like i found the person like dumb enough to be portrayed negatively in the national press i'm going to interview them and then everyone who has never ever been to the state of iowa other than drive through on I-80 while moving from California to New York can say, oh, it's like a bunch of total idiots who don't even deserve to vote. I'm sorry. The people who are quoted and... It's working, and It's working. It's working. Yeah, it's so annoying. Let me tell you that the most reasonable Iowans I'm related to are like, this is hell. When will it end? We hate being a first-in-the-nation caucus state. Yeah, also like, please, it's like Americans don't vote and that like should be the thing that everybody's ashamed of. That's like a bigger problem to me in our politics I mean, lesson from the Iowa caucuses, if you handed out cookies at polling stations, maybe people would vote, like, in normal (laughs) elections. Cold-blooded. And you could give out coupons to Chipotle and free guacamole, and, like, people will still not vote, because people are awful. If you gave people free Chipotle at, like, voting places, more people would vote. I swear to God they would. Okay, maybe somebody will fund the study. Hello, (laughs) people academia that listen to the show. Will people vote if you give them free shit, and then can we pressure corporations to give away free shit at polling places? I want to use the corporate state to get more voters. but R.I.P. Chipotle, though. Who was I talking to the other day that was like, I'm still eating a Chipotle? Because you know there's a serious E. coli Obviously. Yeah, who was it? It was, like, some very brave, like, badass person. But it's going to have to be a brand that needs, like, some, like, major good PR points. So, like, Chipotle (laughs) is a good candidate. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm a a loyal Chipotle fan, but I'm not going to lie. I have not been in a while. Well, I think that we can solve two problems by having free Chipotle at voting places. Okay, cool. Anyway. And then, look, we just inadvertently discussed electoral politics. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yeah no so much iOS lander these next couple of weeks I know but that's it's like, what you guys get for going first you gotta you know they should make it like a rotating thing yeah but I have to say the ultimate slander is being from that state and leaving as soon as you are legally able and never moving back like I have truly committed the ultimate iOS slander yeah no I'm living for super Tuesday I'm just like please knock all of these out on the same day I like don't give a shit about the caucuses tell me where the delegate count is at like that's all I care about yes same Okay, till Super Tuesday. <laughs> okay, see you on Super Tuesday, boo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, we have to tell people about our LA event. Oh, yeah, March 7th in Los Angeles, we are doing a live event with the incredible journalist Rebecca Traster. Woo-woo! Um, she's I written- can't believe I just woo-wooed. Like, what is wrong That came from today? a genuine place. <laughs> But Rebecca wrote a book called All the Single Ladies about the history and political and cultural importance of single women in America. 
We are featured in the book. We are going to talk about it at this event in Los Angeles. You can go to all of the cygladies.eventbrite.com or go to our website, callyourgirlfriend.com and get a ticket and say hi to us at the show. Oh my God, I feel like I've signed out like three times. I know, I know, I know. Already. It's like, uh, um, like, see you on the internet. <laughs> I know, I love how you keep trying to wriggle out. Like, you can find us online <laughs> at, <laughs> at callyourgirlfriend.com, on Twitter at callyrgf. You can email us at callyrgf at gmail.com. What else? Oh my God, we have a Facebook page now. Oh yeah, we do. I like, you know what? You can find that URL on our website. (laughs) You can even leave us a short and sweet voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. This podcast is produced by Gina Delvac. See you. See you for real now. See you you for real. For real, see you on the internet. Bye. (laughs) 